Hey everybody and welcome to the Ace Football Academy. We are here for our April 21st edition of the World Soccer Roundup. I am Coach Charlie Hamilton. Coach Dunham has, he's in a plane somewhere right now. He had some work issues and then had trouble getting home. So I am thrilled to be joined by Jonathan Tate, Coach Jonathan Tate. Coach Tate works, coaches at Musa alongside Coach Dunham and I. He is actually the president of Madison United Soccer Association. So we're very lucky to have him. Coach, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here and and ready to make some great picks. Awesome. We love it. We're going to dive right in. For those of you keeping track, Dunham and I both struggled a little bit last week. We both went two and three in our picks. That leaves Dunham with his two game advantage right now at 19 and 14 overall. Dropped me to 17 and 16 overall. So I am flirting with that 500 mark. So I need to get some wins this week. Let's start with La Liga. Of course, those are on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Got a big one in that league this week, Coach Tate, with Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Real quickly, for those interested, Barcelona is a half-goal favorite with an over-under of two. Barcelona is pretty clear in when it comes to points-wise in the table. They're, they're 11 points clear in the table. Atletico Madrid is trying to make a little run here. They really need to win if they wanted to have a shot. But where are you looking at this game? What are you thinking? I know. I think it means a lot more for Atletico Madrid, like you said, with with them being. I think they're only two points behind Real Madrid, and so if any either of those two teams need to make a move, it's now. I think I think we go with Atletico Madrid on this. Just it wow. means more for them right now, and so Barcelona's, like you said, they're eleven points clear. They can coast a little bit more if they really wanted to, but. It's also at Barcelona, so who knows? It is, and, and and for that reason, I am going to take Barcelona. You know, Barcelona is unbeaten in their last 12 matches. I don't see that slip up coming at home. Yeah. If if it was on the road, you can maybe talk me into it, yeah. but I'm going to stay with Barcelona in that matchup. Over in Bundesliga on ESPN and ESPN+, Plus, Bayer Leverkusen and RB Leipzig, or excuse me, RB Leipzig mm-hmm. are they're six and fourth in the table respectively. That is setting up to be a good game. It is a pick 'em with an over under of two. That's the big game over there this weekend. And then in Serie A on CBS Sports and Paramount, Atalanta six on the table and AS Roma third on the table is also a pick 'em in an, with an over under of two as well in that game. Let's get into. Our favorite league, I think most people around here is favorites league. Definitely Dunham and I have mentioned many times the EPL, the English Premier League. Coach Tate, we have talked a lot about over the past couple of weeks the relegation situation in the EPL. It's been so tight as of late. It's opened up a little bit the last couple of weeks, and we'll get into that. But looking at that relegation standings, Leeds United is 16th with 29 points. And then Southampton is last in the league right now with 23 points. So there's just there's not a lot of separation there but between these teams. So it's shaping up to be a fun end of the season. Yeah, with that point spread, it's going to have to mean a lot for the teams at the bottom of the league to stay stay in Premier League. I like Leeds. I mean, the American United, I guess you you'd call them. But, <laughs> yes. uh, so I like I like what they have in their arsenal, but and then Southampton just they're struggling. They're struggling. 
Yeah, and Coach Dunner and I talked last week. It's going to take quite a bit for Southampton to get out of that relegation zone. The big one here is Leicester City, who is 19th in the table, taking on Wolverhampton, kind of a resurging Wolverhampton, who is 13th in the table and has gotten themselves seven points clear of relegation, I think. Mm -hmm. And so that game is actually, despite all that, and despite the way Leicester City has played the last couple of games, it is a pick on Vegas sees it as a pick on with an over under of two. So, you know, Leicester City has played nine league games in a row without a win. They have a couple of ties sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of thing, Wolverhampton has won two consecutive type top flight matches, so they're looking good. What are you thinking in this one? I like the Wolves. Um, you know, when you look at Leicester City, they they've given up fifty five goals already this season. So their defense in this nine games in a row that they haven't had a win, it seems like they're struggling. And I, I don't I don't see it changing this weekend. Yeah, you know, I think it's a game that both teams see as winnable, mm-hmm. um, especially with the game being at Leicester City. And stat here, you know, in the games that they've played, most EPL matches, but not all of them have been EPL matches. Mm-hmm. But Wolverhampton only has one win in their last 25 appearances. Uh, at Leicester City. So I think my favorite bet in this game is the over. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I see both teams scoring in this game. And so even at one to one you have you've hit your over under number mm-hmm. of two. So then you just need that third goal to make that bet. But unfortunately that's not how we pick them here. I'm actually going to take a draw. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I can see that uh, kind of cop out on this pick and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a draw in this game. I actually see it as a 1-1 game. Most other relegation teams this week are play more difficult games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, Leicester City with a chance there to maybe separate themselves or even maybe get out of that relegation zone this weekend. Another big game in the EPL, 4-5 and five in the table is Newcastle and Tottenham. Newcastle is a half-goal favorite with an over-under of 2.5. We're not going to pick this game, but despite being fifth in the table, the Spurs are really struggling. Yeah. You know, especially as of late. They tied last weekend against Bournemouth. <laughs> I think they scored in the 88th minute to tie it, and then I think they gave up a goal in the 95th to lose it. So just really struggling are the Spurs right now. And they wouldn't have been in that game because I think Sun even came off the bench and scored that goal. Right. And that was, and like you said, you, they left it late. Yeah. So when it comes to where the teams are on the table, that's a big one, looking at that top four spot. But two teams in Newcastle and Tottenham that seem to be going the opposite direction at this point yeah. in the season. Your club, Chelsea. We should have mentioned at the top of the broadcast. Coach Tate here is a Chelsea, big Chelsea supporter. They are postponed this weekend with Man United, so I don't get to give you too much too much yeah. crap about it's Chelsea a, this it's week. It's a great week to be off, <laughs> to be a guest on the show. The the big one that everybody's looking forward to is actually next Wednesday. Manchester City and Arsenal, one and two in the table. Everybody, no secret on this show that I'm a big Arsenal fan. I've, I've made it very clear, and I will be the first to admit we seem to be crumbling under the pressure. Yep, yep. They are Arsenal's four points clear right now, but they also played the extra game. So 
you're looking at a massive swing here if Man City can get a win. Mm. Now all of a sudden it's one point and Man City has an extra game in their back pocket that they're sitting on. Both teams are playing this weekend. City is playing in the FA Cup semis versus Sheffield United on Saturday, and then Arsenal plays Southampton actually on Friday afternoon. I'm assuming Arsenal <laughs> Arsenal can handle business against Southampton. One would one would only hope, but but it, I mean they they really do seem to be crumbling under their pressure. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they get it straightened out. I hope they're just keeping it all in the tank for that game on Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. But I know it's a little bit ahead, but let's pick it. Man City and Arsenal on Wednesday. What do you think? Like you said, it, it's they kind of flip-flopped. You know, Arsenal started the season strong with their new signings, with the Gabriels and all yeah. and all the other signings. And then it slowed down for them. And, you know, you look at Man City in the Champions League games, at least, tearing through Bayern Munich. I really did. They're, they're, they're playing really well right now. 2-0 or 2-0, 2-1 game to Main City here. All right. I can't pick against them. Yeah, I'm going to take Arsenal. I can't pick against them. So I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that Arsenal – I mean, honestly, in this game, I'm picking Arsenal. But even a tie for Arsenal isn't the worst thing in the world here. That, when, that, would, that would be a big win this week. When it on, comes point-wise, I think this is I – would, I would assume so late in the season, this is the last time that they're playing each other in this EPL season. So – even just scratching out a point there for Arsenal would be massive. You mentioned the Champions League, so I'm actually going to skip on down to that. We're going to have a little fun with that. The Champions League final, or excuse me, semifinals are set. They will be May 9th. We have Napoli versus AC Milan. Chelsea is through and will play Real Madrid. I'm sorry, Real Madrid beat Chelsea. Yeah. I apologize. Real Madrid is through. Inter Milan is through. And Man City is through. We're going to do a real quick, fun draft of these teams. Coach Tate and I are each going to take turns picking. So it is Real Madrid versus Man City. It is AC Milan versus Inter Milan. And then those are your semifinals. So... Let's do a quick draft. I'm going to let you pick first. I'm a Madrista. I've got I've to go with Real Madrid as my pick. And that's interesting. That's probably who I would have taken off the board yeah. first, too. I think the Champions League champion comes from that semifinal match. I think you're, I think you're right on that. So, thinking that, I will go ahead and take Man City. I think uh, You're right in thinking about that. And then the all Italian side. I'm going to have to go with AC Milan on this one. All right. That leaves me with Inter Milan. Those semifinals start on May 9th. Let's jump back over to the MLS, which is on Apple TV. Coach Tate, I don't know if you know this. I have been plugging Apple TV all season (laughs) long. I've seen in the press they've gotten some bad coverage. People aren't loving it. I think it's been great. Mostly because of maybe because I paid for the ESPN Plus last season and FC Cincinnati was blacked out every time I tried mm-hmm. to watch them. Just got very frustrating. So it's nice to know that I'm going to be able to watch them. Yeah. Until last weekend when Apple TV went out, <laughs> and so I didn't get to watch. But that actually turned into be a blessing because St. Louis City just completely dismantled FC Cincinnati in a yeah. five 
I think FC Cincinnati did end up scoring late. Yeah, it was late. The game didn't even kick off until like 11 because of weather in St. Louis. Two and a half hour rain delay. Uh, maybe it was just a blessing that yep. Apple TV wasn't yep. working that evening. We're going to look at one game in particular here. Nashville and LAFC. Nashville is sixth on the table and LAFC is second. This is a surprising to me. This is a pick em. Vegas is letting you kind of choose what you want here. The over-under is two and a half. LAFC is the only unbeaten team left in the MLS, as we mentioned mm-hmm. FC Cincinnati getting beat last weekend. Yeah. Nashville is a mystery to me. They, <laughs> they have only conceded four goals all season long, yet they're 3-2-3. Three, and three. Yeah, that, that's a weird stat to have with only um, two goals. You know, they just... Again, they clearly they can't score either. Yeah, I read where they are scoreless. Their last two home games, they're a zero zero tie and then a one nothing loss. So we are going to pick this one. Nashville six on the table. LAFC second on the table in a pick 'em. Where are you going? You know what? I'll go first. Yeah, I've made you yeah. go first all night, so I'll go first on this one. I'm going to give you my bet of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Ready? My bet of the weekend is the over in this game. Yeah, I can see that happening. Over-under is set at two and a half, as I mentioned. My bet of the weekend, lock of the night, lock of the weekend, is the over on two and a half. But prediction-wise, I'm going to take LAFC to win this game, and I see it being like 3-1. I don't see it being all that close. I'm going to agree agree with you on that score. Three to one. That's that's what came to my mind. I was I'm looking at some stats with Honey Mukhtar. He's he had such a great season last year, and he's only got two goals so far this season. That's so slow for him. And like you said, they can decently defend, but they can't really score. Yeah. And I, I don't see that softening up against a really really strong and inform LAFC. Yeah, and inform there is the key. They have been dominant. All right, real quickly before we move on to the NWSL, New York City FC is taking on FC Dallas in a five versus four on the table match. New York City FC is a half goal favorite with an over under of two. Another game in the MLS that we're keeping our eye on this weekend. (laughs) Going over to NWSL, the Washington Spirit, second on the table versus the Houston Dash, six on the table. Coach Tate, we've been, you know, it's easy to focus on the Portland Thorns mm-hmm. in the NWSL because they are so talented yeah. and because you know every name on that roster, it feels yeah. like. So we've been trying to find some teams where there might be a player or two that mm-hmm. you know for the Washington Spirit, Trinity Rodman, yeah. U.S. Women's National Team player, and then for the Houston Dash, Maria Sanchez, from Mexico. So those two are squaring off this weekend. I'm going to roll with the money here and I'm going to take the Washington spirit. I'm going to agree with you on this one. The history just says that it's going to go in the spirit's direction on this one. Let's switch gears real quickly while we're talking about the women's. We've mentioned the last couple world soccer roundups, the U S women's national team. We originally had their next game being their first World Cup game. I saw recently that they have announced a send-off game mm-hmm. uh, right before that. I'd like to get your take on this. I don't love these send-off games. I don't love 
these international friendlies against teams that you're clearly better than, I think it can pose, I think it can pose more harm than good. I, I know you want to get touches. Mm-hmm. I know you want to get games and get real touches. In, and I understand that, but you look at what happened with Mallory Swanson against Ireland, mm-hmm. probably the hottest goal scorer on the team at the moment. Yeah. And she tears her knee up. She's done off the world cup roster. What are your take on playing these teams and these send-off games or these international friendlies right before a big tournament? I'm kind of indifferent about them. I see the advantage of them. I think if you have a few younger players that you really aren't fully sure about or you're not sure that you can trust them in this kind of environment, it gives you an opportunity to opportunity to see them play. Um but on the flip side, like you said, injuries happen, and being that so close to the actual World Cup, there's no recovery after that. And I think that actually happened to the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. I think it was like 2014 World Cup where they played South Africa right before, and one of the hot upcoming strikers for the U.S. got injured and couldn't play for that World Cup. So I'm indifferent. I like it, but I don't like it. They announced a July 9th match against it's Wales. Yeah. So uh, they will play again July 9th. Their first World Cup game is July 21st, 9 p.m. against Vietnam. You mentioned the men's. Let's talk about the men's. They played a big game. Not big. It was a friendly, but a fun game. Any Anytime you play Mexico, it's a big game. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, that stadium was packed of people. It so. was absolutely. And I think it was what? What would you say? 60-40 Mexico fans, Mexico supporters. 65-70 to 35-40. Yeah. But that's what makes it yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, that, that's what makes it fun. The U.S. got a late equalizer. Well, late-ish equalizer. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of, just real quickly, what, did, what were your one, maybe two takeaways from that match on either side? I'm going to stay with the critiques that most people have. It didn't look like we had a striker all night until Jordan Morris came on and played that Beautiful pass to Ferreira. Yeah. And what what intuition by Ferreira to just stay with that. Yes. It's easy to to give up with the keeper and a defender in between you, but he just he ran right through it. The, the, the defender ended up just getting just a nick instead of the full ball, and he's there and he puts it in easy. So the fight's there. I like to see that fight, especially out of the, the younger generation. And, I mean, we got to talk about it. Morris is getting older. He's part of that yeah. mid to old range now. So to see that connection, that was really cool to see. But Mexico, looked, their youngsters that they had on the field, they looked strong. They had really good pattern passes going up the field. And U.S. got lucky right before that goal. They hit the top 90 yeah. and could have won it 2-0. But the game of soccer goes and – Swung 30 seconds later to a 1-1 game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you're right. I think the striker issue in the mm-hmm. men's national team is just that, an issue. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited when I saw the lineup on Wednesday. It was a little different lineup because we mentioned it last week. You know, it was, it was out of the FIFA window, so mm-hmm. the club teams didn't have to release players. Mm-hmm. And so that, so you saw that with some, not all, but you saw that with some. But I was excited to see not only Brandon Vasquez get a call-up, but yeah. get an opportunity to start. And you're right. 
he was almost non-existent at times. Yeah. And for long stretches of times. Yeah. Which was a little disappointing and credit to Mexico's defense and what they did to shut that down. But it makes me wonder, is it a striker issue or was Mexico's defense just that great? And I lean toward it's a striker issue. For well, us. I mean, if you look at it, Vasquez, he's a dual citizen. He could play for U.S. Yeah. and he could have played for Mexico. And the announcers talked about it and they said he's only heard things from the U.S., So my thought on him is what are the Mexican coaches seeing that the U.S. coaches aren't seeing after the result that he had last night? Yeah, absolutely. And funnily enough, the U.S. men's national team's next game is against Mexico. (laughs) This one means a little more. It is June 15th, and it is in the the CONCACAF Nations League Mm -hmm. game. So that one will mean a little bit more, and we look forward to that this summer. That'll be a lot of fun. Coach Tate, I appreciate you coming on, filling in for Coach Dunham tonight. This was a lot of fun. We'd love to have you back sometime to hang out with us. For sure. Appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. All right, guys. We appreciate you listening in. Make sure you're following along with us on Facebook. We are under that Ace Football Academy. Football spelled the correct way. On Facebook, look us up. We're also on YouTube. Follow along, and we'll see you next time.